Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrown.com. In this week's interview, we speak to Beast Coast Grower, who is the co-host of a podcast called The Green Table. You can find him up on YouTube and any other of the podcasting networks out there. Just search for The Green Table. But it's a super cool conversation we had with him. He's uh, from New York. He is a legal grower now, but hasn't always been that way. He has been in prison for possession and sales of cannabis. Some real interesting stories. And we just have a general conversation about growing cannabis, growing fruit, growing trees, just all sorts of different stuff. It's a real cool, laid back, friendly conversation with a new friend we have made. And also this interview was sorted out by a listener of ours, Savans, as well. And he joins us in this interview as well to be part of the conversation. So we massively appreciate that. If you guys have any interviews you would like us to sort out, or you would like to sort out for us, then let us know, man. We'll try and arrange things. We always like to have audience interaction with the content that we make. So if you have any ideas, feel free to let us know. But anyway, for now, here is the interview with Beast Coast Grower, and I'll catch you at the end of this. See you in a bit. joining us i am mackie i'm from the uk i'm the host of a podcast known as high on homegrown and uh, this week we have savans joining us who hasn't joined us on an interview before do you want to say hello savans and introduce yourself hi i'm savans uh hey beast i've been obviously in contact with you recently um i'm in the u.s but as you can probably tell i'm not from the u.s originally yeah man so and you are beast coast grower what do we call you do we call you beast coast grower what was your preferred name Beast Coast is fine, or Beast, whatever works easier for you guys. Mr. Beast, does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, I don't. I don't want to take credit for the million subscriber guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's on like a hundred million subscribers now, Mr. Beast is. Yo, bro, and then he'll just make a new channel tomorrow and be at another ten million subscribers. Mm-hmm. It's like, how does this guy do it? Man's a legend, man. I like he Mr. Is. Beast. He's good. Me too. My, my kids introduced me to Mr. Beast. And now I think I watch Mr. Beast more than they fucking do. <laughs> That's how it always happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he, he makes good content just all the time. Good, good content. His most Definitely. recent video was, uh, was it 500 adults versus 500 kids? And whoever can stay in the room for five days wins. And they split 500,000. It's good wow. shit, man. It's a good video. Make sure you watch it. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're not here to that. talk about Mr. Beast stuff. <laughs> we're here to talk about our stuff. So you have a podcast, right, Beast? Yes, sir. Uh, the Green Table Podcast. Nice. So what's your podcast about? It's cannabis, right? Uh, definite. <laughs> um, it, we kind of created it uh, to, to dispel a lot of the bro science and to make growing fun and easy again because nice. after after a while with all of these nutrient companies dropping 15 bottle lines and they, they were mm-hmm. going crazy for a minute i wanted growers to know you don't have to do all of that in order to get great results mm-hmm. like we were getting great results long before we found out about this you can still get those same results if we go back to the basics mm-hmm. so that that's what made me actually start the podcast in the first place is i was hearing stuff and i came on to dispel it and after a while it just turned into a podcast awesome it's pretty much the same principle we're on as well. Keeping things simple is the best way to go. You don't need all these snake oils and these magic juices that they, they put out. You know, you need an MPK and a little bit of those, the micronutes, the macronutes, and you're mm-hmm. good. You know, keep and you it don't simple. Even, you don't even need as much MPK as they be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because I test my living soil all the time and I'm shocked at the levels of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium mm -hmm. because that technically isn't supposed to work. Yeah. Like yeah. It, I'm supposed to have way higher concentrations of all three of these, but the plants look great. They're, they're loving life and that's all they need. If they needed more, they would show it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah and it's hey, exactly the same, man. Sorry, Savan, you saying something? I'll say beast uh, early on, then you used to be RDWC or, and then you recently got into uh, living soil, right? Or no, you always was, been living soil. I was cocoa first. Right. Now, my very, now, the very first time I ever jumped in, of course, I dived right into the deep end with RDWC. And, and Man, that's the miserably. same shit as me, bro. That's exactly <laughs> the same miserably. as me. No, I did well in the DWC, but I started in DWC and then went over to Coco. And then from Coco, I've gone into living soil. So we're pretty much on the same path here, man. Literally, because you just uh, you start to know uh, we were lied to for a while, like soil grows way slower and you're not going to get as hmm. big as a yield. And, and and then you do it and you're like, wait a minute, are we talking about slower by like five days? Because yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, describe yeah. slower like they'll be three weeks behind compared mm -hmm. to <laughs> growth and cocoa. And, 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 and it'll be smaller. Like and yeah, yeah, I mean, there's something to that, but I think it's more just because of the feed, because I find it, it's easier to keep things on track when you're growing with cocoa because you can just it's but it's, you're doing it by numbers you know track the ec mm -hmm. and the plant's always happy you can keep it happy all the time but if you have problems in soil it's more difficult to get the right food to the plant to make sure that it's plant available but even medium can produce good high quality cannabis and shitloads of it as well it's just you know you do what you're good at yep yeah but how long have you been growing in living soil uh well indoor but yeah just indoor you do both uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I actually, I was doing living soil while I was doing the cocoa runs and everything else. It's just I left living soil outdoor and mm. chose to go cocoa indoor because that's what growers kept telling me. Uh, right. Soil's not made for indoor. It's going to have bugs. And then after a while, you see people releasing predator mites in their grow room and your brain starts to play tricks on you. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. I thought the reason we weren't live, using living soil is because of the bugs. And now we're introducing and bugs. And now you're putting bugs in your room? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you're buying bugs to put in your room afterwards? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I actually freed up on space in a room indoor. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take these beds from outdoor and bring them indoor. The one thing they tell us absolutely not to do is mm. to take soil and stuff from outdoor and bring it indoor. It's going to cause problems. Mm -hmm. And I did it and I proved to everybody that it works. Uh, we we three rounds in now on pure water. Awesome. And you don't add anything to it? Maybe a bit of top dressing? Do you do anything like that? Maybe I should. But um, <laughs> what I do is when, I, when I'm leaf stripping, I leave strip and drop everything right back down to the ground. The worms, the bugs, they eat it. They turn nice. it into worm castings and insect frass. And it's just a never ending cycle of pretty much worm castings feeding the plants mm -hmm. because it's constantly being made by the second. Every time I pull some leaves off, I'm dropping them. And in the summer, it's even better because I could cut stuff from outside to bring it inside for the bugs mm -hmm. to eat. And it serves the same purpose. So I don't have to top dress like everybody else because I'm, I'm using nature's method. I'm just speeding it up. Like normally nature will start in spring and then end in fall. When everything falls down, it breaks down over winter. That feeds it for next year. Mm -hmm. I'm just making, I'm making that happen every probably week or two. You know what I'm saying? And nature's good at it. It's Very been doing good. it for a long time. So Very it, long the, time. the more you can keep to that natural cycle of things, the better, man. Everything just works out nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know most people don't think that you're going to be able to get enough nutrient doing it that way. But mm -hmm. in the same breath, they'll just keep top dressing with worm castings. Like, why not let the worms create the castings right in the bed and you just water it in? Mm -hmm. that, to right. me, that seems like an easier method. 
Yeah, man. Now, I've put worms in my putts before, and uh, they just escape from the putts, man. I think there's just not enough food for them in there for when I do it anyway. How much? Yeah. Uh, how much were you dropping? Uh, what do you mean? How much were, were, was the dropping? How often were you adding something uh, well, to the soil for them to eat? Yeah, yeah, not enough, not enough. That that was the problem. And when yeah. I watered it as well, because when it gets too watery, you know, they try and escape, and I think that's what the problem was. And I just kept on finding them underneath the putts rather than in the putts, the little bastards. But now, yeah. now we just like uh, I'd use worm castings out the worm farm rather than yeah, yeah, having the worms in there. But yeah, it's whatever works for you, and it's there's, there's so many different ways to do this shit. You just got to find what works for you and then roll with it, man. Yeah, I was trying to figure that's what made me start that chop and drop. And well, I teach permaculture, so I knew about chop and drop already for 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 plants outside. So mm -hmm. I'm like, how come no one has thought to do this indoor yet? Like we pulling leaves off of these plants all the time so light can penetrate better. We're lollipopping and then we take that material and just throw it away afterwards. Why mm -hmm. not just put it right back into the pots? Let the worms break it down and the worms will stay because now they have something to do there. Uh, you, you send workers to a site and robots are doing the job. The, the workers are going to get lazy and leave. Mm. Ain't, ain't no work for them to do. So yeah. the worms and the bugs will stay if you give them a reason to. So I, mm. I figured out a way to give them a reason is to take those same leaves that I would have threw in a bag and brought out of my room. Just drop them right down to the soil and within three days they're gone. Nice. But that, that's what I do. I just don't do it in the pot. You know, I take anything that comes off the cannabis and it goes into the worm farm. They eat it and they love it. You know, especially. Yeah, same method. Yeah, you know, when you got the trim and it's got some trichomes on and shit, it's like just feed them to the worms, man. They like that shit. You can make hash and stuff with it too, of course, but you know, yep. you gotta you gotta give a little bit of appreciation back to the worm friends. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, because <laughs> they keep they keep everything going. They create the pathways for water to be able to go through your your pot, stopping that hard pan from hitting that top layer. They're mm. they're super beneficial, super mm -hmm. beneficial. I think every grower should have a worm farm, even if they're growing in salt. You know, you just get the yes. worm farm anyway, man. Yeah, even if you're in cocoa, it should be ain't nothing wrong with 25% worm castings and 75% cocoa. Mm -hmm. It'll retain more moisture. It, it comes pre-charged with some nutrients. So you don't have to worry about deficiencies. Uh, there's so many benefits to it. Why not do it? I say everyone should do that or at least brew a worm casting tea once around. Mm, you know, just once a week, just a little bit of worm casting tea in there. That, it's, it's the microbes. It's the extra yes. nutrients that get put. It's just all good. And it's free shit. You know and saying? when you have a worm farm like you have, all you have to do is capture the moisture that leaves it afterwards. I, mm -hmm. I've seen I've seen somebody who reused like an old tub that had like the drain on the bottom and they would just cork it. And then every now and then they come and get a bucket of the worm juice and that's what they would use to feed their crops. Mm -hmm. And you could everyone can do the exact same thing. Uh, teas don't have to be like everyone says you have to bubble them up for 24. That's that's optional. Mm -hmm, that's to mm -hmm. that's to increase the potency of it but you don't yeah. exactly have to do that you know it's so easy man everybody should have that worm farm it's, it's good shit it's good shit man and it's a fun hobby as well having a little worm farm on the side definite and it doesn't and stay little do for some... long though that they grow no. <laughs> oh yeah yeah you keep upgrading because you're like man i got more scraps to throw away i may as well make this a bigger size mm -hmm. and if you're doing any kind of vegetable gardening why not? Uh, why not reuse the stuff that you would have threw away anyway? Once those greens or that lettuce, whatever you're using, went bad, you, you would have threw it in the garbage. Why yeah, not man. put it in a worm farm and then use it to grow some vegetables in the summer or something? Mm -hmm. It's got to the point now where my neighbors, well, it's my wife really who does the worm farming thing. I just observe from the side. Mm -hmm. And we started off just a little small one. It was, it's like uh, 60 centimeter by 60 centimeters. It's, it's not very big. It's not even that big. And But it started off 
that big and and that like doubled inside after doubled in size after a few months and then we've put them in a big 150 liter container outside and that's doubled in size and doubled and doubled and doubled again oh, it's yeah. been like two years now so now we have two 150 liter containers that are both worm Ooh. farms plus the one indoors and it, it takes so much food even the neighbors give us like scrap vegetables and shit now to feed the worms and it's fucking pretty sweet man they have a good Which- life yeah, what just turns right into gold for you. So mm-hmm. some one one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's a perfect sure. example of it. They would have got they would have tossed it, it went to the landfill, broke down the same way, but it had been no benefit to anything. Mm, yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Instead, you get to use it. Mm-hmm. You just I'm worried now because it's right now in the UK, right now this second, it is one degree C. And we've been dropping below Ooh. zero and it's frosty outside and shit. And I'm just concerned about, yeah, you know, it might be too cold for them. But apparently it's they, tw- they huddle in the middle. Here. But what? It's 25 what? 25 degrees. Fahrenheit, right? Surely. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, okay. And what's that in like normal temperatures? What would that be for you? It's below zero. I think 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius, right? Uh, is it? Uh, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Let's have okay, a check. So, yeah, let's do right a quick Google search. Yeah. Let's. You go. are a twenty-five F in two C. Minus three. Fucking hell, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's all, that's cold, yeah. man. <laughs> I get the same. I get the same weather as you. We right across the water from each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What state are you in? <laughs> I'm in New York. Oh, cool. Okay. New York State. Yeah, shout, very out, nice, shout out very to nice. us for just for just uh, going legal mm-hmm. uh, and for having some of the best laws in the entire country. Oh, for so sure. And so it seems like what New York did was sit back, wait a second, see what all the other states went through, iron out all of their problems. And when mm-hmm. they launch here, it's, it's going to be super beneficial to the people who are already growing here. That's first thing that they want is the people who are already here. They give them first dibs before they let the big guys play. Nice. Also looking out for the people that were victims of the draconian laws also, right? Yeah, that's first things first. The big guys can't even play until after after we get in. So that's after good. we get in for a couple of years, then afterwards, you better hurry up, solidify your brand, become exactly what you're supposed to be. Don't play no games with it because you will get moved right out the way when the big farms come. But if not, and you could get a solid enough brand, you'll either be teaming up with those big guys or they'll need you. And that's that's how they want it. And mm-hmm. it, it'll it'll weed out itself. Yeah, man, there needs to be more balance in this community because we've done so many interviews on our show now. We're over 100 interviews for sure. We've only had one other black guy on the show, and that was El Corrothers, his name was. It's just, it seems as if the community is, uh, especially the people Um, exposing themselves in the community. You know what it is? It's it's lack lack of knowledge. Um, For the longest, I thought here where I was that cultivation was a no-no. Possession is right. fine, but cultivation is a no-no. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. once we actually get to look at the laws, it has always been nothing to cultivate here. Like it, you, you'll face a fine no matter how much. It doesn't even have an amount. It's mm. just cultivation is a misdemeanor. It's punishable by a fine of like $1,500 or something. Now, I don't know any other black people who knew that. Like right. most of us assume that if you get caught with that goddamn one acre farm, you're going away for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, no, no, no. When you get caught with the pounds after he's done with that one acre farm, you're the one getting in trouble. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we, we didn't understand that. So I think in most states, it was just the, the black people just didn't know. We thought mm-hmm. that was just that was out of our reach right there. You're, we're going to get so much time for doing that and come to find out it wasn't like that. 
So now they're starting to learn little by little. So they're getting in now, but they they're having a late start because of misinformation mainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So I I know most people are going to assume it's, uh, it's just segregation. They want to, they didn't want us in like, no, we kind of didn't want in because we thought we couldn't get it. I just thought you're staying more hidden, man, because you're more likely to be prosecuted than a white guy is, for example. It's not, I know the news will make it seem like that, Mm -hmm. but, but no, it's not. And when we see it on the news all the time, we assume the same thing. So we won't even try it. Assuming that man, we're going to get three times the amount of time that guy got. We're not going to get as lucky as him when the laws Mm -hmm. are just the laws like that. That's it. He cultivated, you cultivated, you guys will face the same charge. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yes. We did. We didn't know that though. Like, cause the news Mm. plays these tricks on us. Oh, for sure, man. Try not to watch the news because it's just all crooked shit, man. It is. No, they tell all just. But what what news stations you watch? Do because <laughs> that matters you, nowadays. You, isn't it, you know? YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube's a good one. I yeah. like YouTube. That, that's where I get my news from nowadays as well. Because I can I could get a couple of different unbiased opinions mm-hmm. that have different that come to different conclusions. Like mm-hmm. you may come to a different conclusion than that guy, but it doesn't mean either one of you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could be a mixture of what both of you guys are saying. So that that's where I like to get my news from. Yeah, for sure, man. Seems as if the there's either a far left or a far right agenda to the mainstream media nowadays. There's no middle ground where you can just get the facts and the information. Oh, no, 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 because that's going to automatically put you on one side. I think if you're looking for facts, they consider you right. And if you want to deny <laughs> yeah, the facts, yeah. they consider you left. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's just how it works now. You don't get to sit in the middle where, like, I kind of agree with both of you guys, but I also disagree on some points with both mm-hmm. of you guys. There is no more of that. Someone's yeah. going to consider you on one or the other side. I think mm-hmm. that's trash. Yeah. We, we don't have to be stuck in either one of these boxes. Like, why can't we make our own boxes? And people got to smoke more weed and just relax a little bit, man. Remember that's those the stoner discussions we used to have where we just used to get high and talk about things? You know that's, <laughs> why, they banned it. <laughs> that's why they banned it in the first place. They said the most dangerous thing about this plant is that young people get together and they talk. Mm-hmm. They said that's the danger of it. They stop caring about what color each other are. They stop arguing about all the nonsense and they get together and they talk. And that's dangerous Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're their next generation. So if they come up with their own ideas, our ideas aren't going to work anymore. So that's why they considered this so dangerous because it made people talk and start ignoring the bullshit they gave us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've seen more more fights break out amongst drunk guys than I've seen break out amongst... Stones. I've never seen somebody smoke a blunt and say, I'm going to go home and beat my wife today. Right. Nope. Never. Mm-hmm. No, not in that way, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying she's going to get it. Mm. Yeah, that's the, that's the most. We're we going to add to the population today. That's the, you know what I'm that's saying? the most you'll see. But it, it's never any violence surrounding this. Like it, but that again, that's the danger of this. Because if we stop arguing with each other, and notice who's actually after all of us mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll start looking in the right direction that's right man we start looking upwards and seeing hold on these motherfuckers Bingo. are fucking us all man all of us mm-hmm. even the ones that think we got privilege no we don't they just mm-hmm. made it seem like that. <laughs> you know what i'm saying we're all fucked man yeah these motherfuckers uh. <laughs> I, yeah i've never seen such a ban on a plant when there are much worse plants out there much worse that are that are perfectly legal man uh, i thought the one time i was walking my dog through the woods right and it's i planted a couple of plants outdoors you know so a gorilla mm-hmm. just a test they didn't work out didn't get to the end or anything but i thought as i'm planting these things if somebody sees them 
They're not going to call the police. They're going to be like, there's a cannabis plant there, officer. And somebody will come out and they, they will take it, right? But that plant mm-hmm. is fucking essentially harmless, right? But there's berries and different kinds of fucking vines growing right next mm-hmm. to it. But if you eat that, you're going to be dead. <laughs> yes. But nobody's calling the police about these, man. No. Like, what the actual fuck is going on here? God yeah, big damn. bloom of poisonous mushrooms on a nice tree stump. No one's you know saying, saying anything nothing. about that. Dude could crush that up, add it to people's drinks, do all sorts of mm-hmm. damage. No, no one's thinking about that. I mean, like there's there's herbs out there that can force abortion. No one's thinking about those ones. Mm-hmm. They, they they don't care. It's just this one plant that will that will make us start thinking. That's the problem. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that we need to start giving this to teenagers and because nothing bothers me more than a high teenager because they're really mm-hmm. dumb most of the time. So I think they should wait a little <laughs> bit longer. I'm fine with mm-hmm. after 21 mm-hmm. that that's perfectly OK with me. Let their brains fully develop before they get interrupted by this. Mm. I, I know everyone thinks it's so harmless, but if you start too young, it does have a huge effect later on. Definite. So I, I don't have an I don't have an issue with that part of it. But uh, it's some people who just ain't going to smoke regardless. I don't get what the big holdup is on this. Some people it, ain't gonna it? want it anyway. That's exactly, man. Then people that need to be able to make their own choices and they need the proper information to make well-informed choices. And if you're just gonna keep feeding people bullshit, then they're gonna make the wrong decisions, man. And this is the problem which we've had for a long time now. Bingo. You know, well, you, you look bingo. at all the states in in the US that have that have already become legal. That you'd think there was Armageddon in in these states if 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 everything came to fruition that these lawmakers said mm-hmm. or oh, if you legalize it but the world's going to come to an end well these states that are already legal they're trucking along just fine yeah crime rates are dropping other drug use is dropping yeah. um yeah opi- el- opioid elder- usage elderly is on people- a decline there we go the elderly people are starting to get off those medications because mm. they don't like the side effects and now mm-hmm. they have this plant option that's right here and they could get it organically certified organic where they know it's safe it's healthy they got nice little uh places they could go to that look like regular storefronts and they could get a medicine that works great for them specifically this is one of the only plants that comes in so many different forms to treat so many different things like each strain has a little thing to it that that can help somebody with some issue and this is one of the only plants that come in this many forms yeah mm-hmm. that that's also beneficial in all of these forms like they, they, just, they just think indica sativa yeah that's cute until you cross indica sativa and then you cross that with another cross of indica and sativa then once you start getting down the line you start getting some really nice medicine mm-hmm uh, that that's the problem man is the big farmer is involved in this shit Facts. I sent I sent this uh, article here in the UK the other day, and it was strangely worded, which is why I remember it. It's this guy. I think he had MS, or he had one of those kind of uh, motor neuron disease. Maybe I think it was. It's one of those kind of diseases, and it said that he was taking seventy five pills a day, and Sheesh. now he stopped taking those pills because of, and I quote, a natural medicine. You look yes. a bit further into what this natural medicine is, and it was cannabis. And it's like, why mm-hmm. didn't they just fucking say cannabis? Why did they say a natural medicine, man? Why are they avoiding using that specific name for this guy's new medicine that stopped him from taking 75 pills, man? They don't want you know people why? to be aware it's, of it. It's hard to put a lid on this once you open it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't put the toothpaste back into the tube afterwards. like. And then once the average person knows that right inside of my backyard, I can almost grow me a year supply yeah. on my own with just mm-hmm. a few plants um that that starts to make a huge change to everything 
because mm-hmm. I, I, me, I'm, I was a holistic healer for a long time. Still am if anybody ever needs to help. I had a guy who was on, he was 350 pounds. He was on 40 something different medications Damn. within, within about eight months, we got him down to about 210 pounds and off of every medication he was taking, including methadone and a whole bunch of other stuff. And nice. now life is amazing for him. Mm-hmm. That's what they don't want though. Like how much money did I take out of their pocket yeah, by doing sure. that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why they're scared of mushrooms. That's why they're scared of a whole bunch of different things Be- mm-hmm. because they know once you take that off, it's like, I don't need to go to you to get my mushrooms. I, I could just cultivate them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't need antidepressants from Big Pharma when I can just go grow some golden teachers and take a third of a gram a couple of times a week. Especially when the antidepressant has a side effect that makes me depressed. Yeah. You know, give me a side effect, suicidal thoughts. Effect. Yeah, man, what the, yeah, I could have sworn that went under the category of depression right there. Like, you know, I, yeah. Well, yeah, then, so. then they're going to prescribe you something else to counteract the side effects of the other medication they just put you on, and then you go on that. Yeah, that's going to hurt your kidney. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then once they give yeah. you something to help repair the kidney, that's going to damage your liver. And then once they give you something for that, you're fucked. You know, and that that will be five hundred dollars, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's from your insurance. You won't even see it come out of your pocket. Uh, yeah, but it comes out the pocket at the end of the day, doesn't it? Somewhere, oh, yes. somewhere, somebody pays. Oh, yeah. Out of your check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of your check. That $143 you see the minus in front of right there on your check. Yeah, that was that went right to your insurance. Yep. Yeah, we've seen uh, there's been a statistic that has said every state that has legalized cannabis has seen the big farmer in that state lose $10 billion. 10 billion that's a fucking chunk that is so you can see how they've you know why it would be good for them to bribe i mean finger quotation marks bribe you know just donate money to their campaign you know, just a couple of million and then when they're in office they make sure that this certain law doesn't pass and they save 10 billion it's Bingo. it's a ridiculous turnaround man Bingo. but if the state right next to you is 100 percent legal and you could just be 21 or older how often will a state right next to them give a fuck about what you guys are talking about? Mm. Like you, you could keep getting mad. You can keep trying to crack down on it. They'll just keep getting smarter. You guys started flying helicopters. They went indoor. You guys started uh, heat seeking with the indoor. They started building the grow rooms more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Like they are, are dispersing <laughs> the heat from another spot. Like you, you're not going to be able to stop this. This plant has been here longer than we have. And people have been cultivating it as far back as we can think of. They're mm-hmm. not about to stop now just because you want us to take your medication. Mm hmm. Yeah, Absolutely, man. And not, that, I, I look at happen. it that way a lot. You know, well, when they do legalize and then we've seen there was a particular state legalizing soon. And maybe it was in Australia. One of the Australian news articles we covered last week, they were saying how they're going to legalize, but there'll be a 30 percent tax on it. And it's like, mm. well, well, fuck you, then we don't want to play. You know, we just, we just keep doing what, why what do we you do. you have to tax me so much just because mm-hmm. I'm good at what I do? Like, yeah. uh, you, you're not going to tax the engineer that much that's making microchips. You're not going to tax the doctor more that's doing the plastic surgeries. Mm. You guys aren't going to tax anybody else that's getting better at their craft. But because we're good at this particular craft and it can make us decent money, you want to tax us extra? Yeah, it's stupidness, man. And people would just stay with the legacy market then. They're not going to go to the dispensary and pay for more than what they could just get from Trevor around the corner. I'll stick with the guy I've been using for 20 fucking years, if you don't mind. Yeah, I have a great relationship with him. If I don't have any money, I'm still good on my medication until whenever I get some Mm -hmm. money. Like I I have a I have a friendly relationship with him and I'm going to stay right there. I'll be okay. 
You know what I mean? It's like we have been in control of this plant for a very long time, man. And now they mm. want to get involved. Then that's cool. Maybe you, you can get involved, charge us a decent price, offer us decent medication or decent product. Then, and that's cool. You can play. But if you're going to fucking extort us, we're just going to stay what we're doing, man. And you can exactly. go open your coffee shops and your dispensaries and you can all fail. And no one will go to them. You know, it's like play fair, man. Play fair. If not, we'll carry on playing the game as we've always played it. Because what they don't understand is you're actually missing the money by not allowing people to count it on their taxes. Like if somebody lives off of this plant and they were to count it on their taxes, and even if you tax them at the regular rate, but fuck it, add two two extra percent onto it. They will <laughs> gladly they will gladly pay it, and you guys will receive massive amounts in tax money because I, I don't have to hide that I'm doing this anymore. It's mm -hmm. a legal job. I can LLC it. I can bank it. I can account for it, and I can mm -hmm. pay you your tax money at the end of the year. Because you're always going to make more than, than you need to. So you're always going to be paying taxes. You're never going to get a tax return in this market. Yeah. Yeah, you're never going to hit a point where you get a tax return. It's just crazy, isn't it? How they just try and fuck us over like that, man. Mm-hmm. Crooked. Crooked as fuck. Yep. And at the end of the day, we, we will just keep doing things as we've always done it. They can try and play these dodgy games all they'd like, man. And we'll just carry on the way we've always been doing it. The new age children don't give a shit about what these old people got to say anymore. Mm -hmm, they're they're mm -hmm. they're over it. Uh, mm -hmm. All of these topics, like all of the tricks that you played on their parents, their parents warned them about it, and that's the generation that's growing up right now. They're not trying to hear none of this shit no more. Yeah, you it's got good, a few man. of them that got indoctrinated. They they go to those colleges and wind up coming back not your children anymore you don't know who they are by the time they come back they they come back with pink hair and nose rings and it's a bunch it's a, you know it's a lot of, yeah it's a whole lot of that coming on but but for the ones who don't wind up with that indoctrination there you you got some headstrong children that want to move stuff in the right direction mm -hmm. that's why more trees are getting planted they're worried more about reforesting they're coming up with more green uh green economics they're coming in with more ways to do electricity and harvest water uh food foresting is booming permaculture is booming mm. uh reforesting all of that that's from the kids yeah man that's from us taking our kids to the woods and showing them the greatness of it and now they want to preserve it yeah i got a lot of hope for the future when it comes down to the youth that they, they seem to know what the fuck is going on you know and sometimes the energy is put in the wrong place, but they're young. They're going to make those mm -hmm. bad decisions every now and then and vote on some bad things because mm -hmm. they, they don't know any better yet. But as they get older, they'll get smarter and they're starting off smart. So it, it's working. Just the amount of information that's available to them. Yep. That's why I home. That's why I homeschool. So how long have you been doing your podcast for, man? Is it is just since the uh, the old outbreak and all that shit? Uh, right, right around then. Right. That's that, well, well, I started a little bit before that. Cause I was just, I was just going live to talk shit. That was, that was it. I was bored and I'm like, I got a YouTube channel. Let me just go live and talk some shit. And originally it was about old genetics. Like uh, I know people wanted to bring back some of the oldies and we like, man, you could leave some of those back where they belong. There's a few <laughs> that survived the test of time. And that was for a reason. The mm -hmm. ones that did not survive the test of time, it was for a reason. And that evolved into, well, how do you grow? And the podcast came later. I actually started on the Beast Coast Grower 420 channel. That's where you'll find the first couple episodes. Right. Then we just made a whole nother page for it. Okay. So it was like two years ago, three years ago? Uh, maybe a year and a half ago. All right. Maybe, so, maybe like a year ago. Yeah, a little over a year ago. Well, cool, cool. So yeah, just you that does it. it, is it? You just you, you got any friends who join? You got a panel? What's the score there? No, uh, me and Frosty McNasty. Okay. Yep. So, so that, and that was an honor right there because I learned from him. That was the grower who I, I learned from. 
So I was live one day just having a conversation and he was like, yo, send me the link. I'll jump in. And after a while, it just evolved into the podcast with me and him. And the rest is history. And the rest was history. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was so dope to be next to my favorite grower. Like I, I learned everything that I know from this person who I'm now doing a podcast with. That is crazy. Nice. Yeah, man. And I think we got the second interview with Titan. I met him because I was commenting on his videos. So he recognized my name and he must have subscribed to my channel. And that's how he seen me go live one day and boom. Damn. You yep, so just on the comment section. Oh, sorry, I was going to ask. I was going to ask for you how we met Frosty because when you listen to those guys on the podcast, I mean, it sounds like you guys go way, way back. <laughs> we do, we do about six years. Like we used to oh, talk in the comment. Like yeah, we talking in the, the comments on a regular since his very first video that went up. Me and him have been chatting back and forth in the comments. So that's what cool. probably made him subscribe to me and how he seen that live video that day and he jumped in and boom. Nice. It was the dopest. It was one of the dopest moments of my life. Like he came in and I was like, oh, shit, is that Frosty in my live stream? What's, what's going on here? Is that a troll? I'm thinking, did somebody make a fake page? And nope, it was him. So, yeah, the cannabis community is cool, man. There's so many cool people in this shit. Uh, that's 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 also how we got the I think we had a second person to interview THC Titan uh, Square One Genetics. We were right. the second people to interview him. He because I was in his comment section since his first video. Nice. Yeah. Was in, matter of fact, uh, my out of my five staple strains, four of them are from his original drop. Yeah. Square yeah, one, man. get busy. Did you do a lot of, a lot of interviews then? Is that what you do mainly on your show? Uh, well, we do the live show every Sunday at uh, seven Eastern, which is like four Western. Um, and yes, we do interview other growers as well. Cool. We, we do a live show every Sunday as well, but that's, at, um, 4 PM Eastern. So it's a few hours before yours. So maybe oh, so people they, are listening to our show and, and head over. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, watch us and then head over to the green table and watch that one. That's a nice, nice, uh, Sunday full of cannabis content then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm gonna clip this part right here and put it right on the page. So they know get over there first. Get your warm up, and then right afterwards, we gonna we gonna be right behind them. So you, you know got enough saying? time to roll something up, and then boom, we'll be right there. Yeah, man, we we've uh we do interviews as well, as you can tell, because you are on one right now. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> but we've done so many fucking interviews, man, with some legends as well. I've had Tommy Chong on the show a few times. Woo! It's been like five times. We've had Tommy Chong on. Uh, what? Ed, Ed Rosenthal, Jorge Cervantes. Wait, wait, wait. So what the hell am I doing on here? What do you mean? You you a guy, right? Yeah, but you done inter <laughs> God, just you done talk interviewed to people, man. the legend. I'm on the same page where they interviewed the legends. <laughs> that is but, dope. Man, yeah, so many fucking legends. We're, we're very lucky. But it's pretty much the same thing as you do. You know, you just message these people and and they say, yes, they will be on your show. And you're like, what the you, fuck? You'll be shocked how many people oh. are so down to earth, like massive mm -hmm, followings. Mm -hmm. And like, you'll just talk to them and they'll speak back like they're just regular people. Yep. Hey Mackie, you can't you can't forget the Frenchie Canola interview. Oh shit, yeah, Frenchie man, fucking. Dude. Oh yeah, shout out to Frenchie. I was a subcool tester before I was anything. Wow. Yeah, I was a tester for subcool way back when. When subcool used to do the Christmas giveaways and everything, you'll see it was kind of me and him doing them. 
because I was the other guy putting up the rest of the money for him to give away kids Christmas gifts or he would sponsor a cancer kid and we would uh, donate money to be able to get them a bunch of gifts, uh, trees, presents, everything. So that, that's actually how I started was with Subcool. Damn, a long time ago, right? Yeah, rest in peace to Subcool, man. Yeah. Another legend. Mm-hmm. Too many legends lost, man. Too many. Yep. But still, it's a big community, man. And everybody's always wanting to come on each other's shows and, and just chat shit with each other. It's fucking, it's very cool. We're very lucky to have had the opportunities that we've had and speak oh, yeah. to the people that we speak to. That is crazy. That That's epic right there. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's surreal as well. To look for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine having that conversation with them. Well, Tommy Chong, he'd be on your show. You just got to ask, man. That's how I am. Like, I've had people hit me up and like, hey, I don't have a huge following, but I'd like to have it. I don't give a shit about that mm -hmm. big following. Like, if mm -hmm. you have a show, I'm coming. Yeah, man. And uh, just having a conversation with people. We have anybody on the show. We've spoke to so many people, man, and people with no following. You know, just that they've yeah. got a good story to tell. Most of us got to stay hidden. We don't have any friends like we don't we don't mm. have many people where we be around. That's why Instagram and YouTube was such a big boom for growers, mm. because that was when we actually got to find out who across the world was mm. doing the same thing we did. And none of us had any friends. None of us had a life. None of us was club guys. Most of us don't drink like mm -hmm. uh, most of us was home with our plants with nothing to do. Yeah. And we found a way where we could all connect with each other through Instagram and YouTube. And it's been over since. Like, we don't even care yeah. to have friends in real life no more. I could just get <laughs> on IG and chat with the homies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we got um, a forum as well called Percy'sGrowRoom.com and it's a site for personal growers and it's a real nice place. Everybody's real cool and friendly and everybody gets on really mm -hmm. good. And that's one of the reasons why. It's because in real life, we have to keep this big part of ourselves hidden. You know, the fact that we love mm -hmm. cannabis, we grow cannabis, it's such a big part of our lives, but we can't go and tell everybody else because even if it is legal, there's still stigma and people can look down on you like you're a degenerate because you fucking love cannabis. And if it's oh, illegal, yeah. which it has been for so long for so many people, then you just can't tell anybody because it's risky. So you have to hide this certain section of yourself. And then when you find a place where there's other people who also love cannabis and you can speak to them freely about it. It's just, you can be yourself, you know, you can be more open. Oh yeah. And you don't have to hide so much and it makes you a lot more comfortable. That's so. why when we go to the hydro store, it's an hour and a half before we make it back home. You know, what is that happening? Damn. Yo, and all <laughs> across the world, we go to the hydro store for just some rapid rooters or a nice little dome or, or something for the clones, maybe a bag of cocoa or something. Mm -hmm. Meet up with a few growers there an hour and a half later. You just leave it. Mm -hmm. Joints start getting lit like it. Conversations start being had. <laughs> pictures start getting shown like it's it's great. Like the, how much trouble are people staying out of by doing that versus the other nonsense that they could be doing? Mm -hmm. Right, we, we could be out doing a whole bunch of other bullshit. Instead, it's a group of guys and and one girl um, <laughs> because there's never <laughs> girls at the at the place. Uh, so it's a group of guys, one girl having great conversations, not bothering a soul. Mm hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? How it's been shunned for so long, man. Oh, yeah. But times are changing. Times are changing. It's going to be great to see what the cannabis community is like in like 30 years' time when we haven't had to hide it. Will it be the same? Is it going to be different? It's, it's definitely going to be different. Yeah, a suppose, part of me yeah. can't wait for it, and a part of me kind of wants to wait for it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't think that people are fighting hard enough to keep themselves in this game. It's kind of like they're just accepting the fact that the bigger companies are just pushing mm -hmm. their way in and they're, they're going to still support them and everything. I, 
I'm not saying don't support them, but I'm not saying support them. Like stick to the people who built this industry. Like some some people had to build this from the ground up in order for it to even exist. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we need to stay with those guys. Those are the people who we need to stay in business because they, right, they took all of the risks. They uh they took all of those chances. This is how they've been feeding their family forever. These other guys mm -hmm. are billionaires and millionaires already. Whether they're in this industry or not, life's great for them. Why mm -hmm. take away what these people have to give it to somebody who has more than enough no let's yeah. let's let's give them more than enough now as yeah. a thank you for uh for keeping us with some good medicine mm -hmm. how about them apples yeah <laughs> and putting their ass on the fucking line for it the whole time oh yeah you know too many people getting into it now because it can be done and you're not risking anything you know except for money you know, the mm -hmm. people are risking their fucking freedom man, risking their lives potentially for a some long cool time went to prison man. four times for this plan it's crazy yeah, shit cool went to i've been to prison for this plan damn yeah, it's life. Would you? Did you go down for a long time? A couple years. What? Ouch. Yeah, Pos uh, possession though. Was it just possession? Possession with the intent to supply or something? And and sales on top of it. Right, right. Which yeah, now is completely that's fucking how you legal. Possession. Uh, no. Right. No, it's not. You need a license for it, right? Yes. But so mm -hmm. now some sometimes they'll just hit you with operating without a license or they'll, they they got other ways to still charge you. But most of the time, it's not felony worthy anymore. Damn. Was that a long time ago you were locked up? Uh, 2010. Right. So uh, over a decade ago. Yes. Still shit, man. To lose a couple of years of your life like that, the possession of fucking cannabis. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's the funniest thing ever, because in court they were like, well, what are you going to do when you come home? Sell more weed. Yeah, like, you ain't stopping I'm not, me. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. Like, <laughs> I, I, I could lie and be like, yeah, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to change my life. And I'm but, but you, you already sent me to prison. I may as well tell you the truth. I'm going to come mm -hmm. right back home and do the exact same thing all over again. Like, this is this is how I live off this plant. And I don't think you have the right to take that from me. Exactly, man. I am doing nothing wrong here. Nothing. I'm not bothering mm -hmm. a soul. I done saved so many little kids from an ass whooping from their mama because because mama was able to hit the blunt and be relaxed. I done... <laughs> <laughs> I how to stop people from going out and doing crazy stuff because mm -hmm. they hit the blunt and sat down on the couch and said it's not worth it. Like, I, I, I ain't been over here bothering nobody. Mm -hmm. that, what I loved about this plant so much, because I, I didn't care to smoke it in the beginning. I love the smell of it. I love the look mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And then one of my friends winded up with stage four cancer. Oh, and yeah. he survived the stage four cancer. So I'm like, what are some of the things I could do to help like his immune system and some of the side effects afterwards? Because it still takes them a while to get back to themselves. Started mm. researching, found this. But when they were showing it, they were showing people growing like in their home. And I'm like, that's that's not possible, is it? Mm. How to grow weed at home? Wait, there's nine million videos on this. Like, <laughs> where have I been <laughs> that they've been on YouTube documenting seed to harvest? And I had no idea about it. Damn. So how long have you been growing then? About seven years. Right. Cool. So lots of time. So you're pretty experienced. Right after I got a jet. Right. Right after I got out of jail for it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm gonna take it a step further since you guys wanted to do that. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about growing prior to that. Again, that we thought you're gonna get in a whole bunch of trouble looking like me and trying that. That's mm -hmm. that's not a that is not a good idea. And come to find out, it didn't make a difference. And, and there were a whole bunch of us already doing it. They just weren't saying anything. Damn. 
but had no idea about to this day. I guarantee you most states don't have more black growers because they just don't know they can do it. First you know. off, when you when they try to describe it to you, they're like, yeah, but you got to measure out nutrients and do. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You guys are making it sound way more difficult than it is. You know, what I mean, if, like if it says 100 milliliters, you just fill it up to 100 milliliters, pour it in the red, stir it up and, and water the goddamn plants. I know they made it seem like it was high science and all of that, but it's not that difficult. They no. made it sound more difficult mm -hmm. purposely for yeah, you to yeah. not want to get in it. Absolutely, man. They do it on purpose to, yes. to make people not do it. And it's like, the fuck, it's so fucking easy. It, it, now, it's, now, it's surprising how easy it is, man. Everybody should be doing this shit. Now, if you grew up up in the mountains where your father and all your friends' fathers and your cousins and your uncles and everybody have been doing this, no matter what the news is telling you, you already live somewhere where this is happening. If mm. you live in the inner cities, it's not happening. You may have never mm. seen a plant come to full term ever a day in your life. And that could be any plant. Never mind that just could, cannabis. Yeah. You've never, <laughs> yeah, they don't, yo, they don't know how to grow tomatoes. They don't know how to grow cucumber. They don't know anything about plants. Mm. So it is foreign to them to think that I could grow this plant when a tomato is difficult. When come to find out, you could put both of those plants in the same bed and they'll do the same thing. Mm. One will just that's how I found out my soil was great because I had one extra clone. All my pots were filled. My beds were filled. I had one extra clone. I said, I'm just going to throw it in the ground and see what it does. Three quarters of a pound. Damn. And the same soil that I would have planted my tomatoes and my radishes and everything else in they three quarters of a pound from a mm -hmm. clone stuck in the ground. That's right. And you don't have to do tall. anything special. You just give it water, treat it like any other. I plants. never fed it. I and never fed it. It's one crazy, I it? gave it Epsom salt one time just to make sure that it, it had some magnesium. But mm. then I discovered that clay soil are packed with nutrients. It's just unlocking them. Mm -hmm. If you have clay soil, it is full of nutrients. It's just unlocking it because yeah. it, it gets so compacted that the water just runs over the top of it. You never get access to it. But if you can break that up and get a plant in it, oh, you'll have some of the greatest soil ever. And that's how I discovered it. By growing other plants and saying, hey, if my ground's good enough for a tomato, it should be good enough for this. And it was. Because mm -hmm. it will grow anywhere, man. <laughs> it's so fucking versatile as well. It's it's literally a weed. Mm -hmm. I, I, had, I had extra clones one time. I threw them in the garbage upside down on their heads like to purposely like kill them. I came <laughs> back a couple days later and one turned back up and was growing back out the trash can. You can't kill me. <laughs> and I took it out the trash can and kept the clone afterwards. I'm like, if you that strong, if you wanted to live that badly, mm -hmm. I can't I can't let you die. I'm, I might as well keep you. You I, I meant to kill you. And you said, no, 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 I'm not done yet. That's they it, grow man. through people. think People forget that these weeds push concrete out of the way to grow. Mm -hmm. Like they say, concrete, excuse me, I'm going to crack a whole side of you and grow right up through you. My roots are going to tear through you like a, that's how powerful these plants are. We sleep on them. Absolutely. You'll, you'll go to places in like the, the Hindu, the Hindus Valley and mm. literally the whole side of the mountain. No one planted this. No one's cultivating this. No one's going to come and harvest it. It's just growing everywhere. Damn, what a glorious it's, sight that must be. Oh, it is. I said you can see it on YouTube. A couple of people walking through there and they're just like, look. The whole ground just covered in it. Mm. You got to think thousands of seeds come from one pollinated plant. Yeah. Thousands of seeds. Now pollinate thousands of plants with thousands of seeds. Give it a couple years and it's over. It'll overtake a whole area. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you been to the Hindu Kush mountains? Have you been over there? 
No, I can't wait to go, though. Yeah, man, it would be a fucking nice place to visit. I- I'm going for different reasons. I, I want to see the temples. Everywhere yeah. that I'm going, I'm going to see temples first. Then I'll start vacationing to go swimming on beaches and all the other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to go see with the people who were here before us, left here for us. And mm-hmm. how the hell did they make that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's the most puzzling thing. You know why? Because they was on shrooms. They was they was they was smoking some some good old organic natural cannabis. Mm-hmm. And they sat there and mapped out ideas that we today can't fathom. How did they do that? Mm-hmm. Now, how the fuck did they get all them stones up there to that pyramid, man? What the fuck? How, how did they discover the math to be able to do it? Mm-hmm. And if you ask them, they was like, oh, yeah, we took some shrooms and this guy with a bird head came and gave us all this information. And then we built it afterwards. And now, I smoked can some say DMT, man. Yeah, yeah. Ayahuasca, <laughs> whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I can say that's a lie. Like no one with a bird head came to you and told you anything. But when I'm looking at you actually completing that building that you said he taught you how to do, I don't have no explanation for that. Mm hmm. Like, I know you need I know you need Pythagorean's theorem to build that pyramid. What I can't figure out is how you learn Pythagorean's theorem before Pythagoras. Crazy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why I want to go to the temples, because uh, I know they had to be high as shit to come up with something like that. And it, it, man, they, they had to be. Imagine how fucking be. boring it was when mm-hmm. there's no electricity and shit. <laughs> Nighttime come. You ain't got nothing to no. do but smoke over the campfire and tell yeah, man. stories. Do exactly what we're doing right now. Imagine what, like a hundred thousand years ago, all these people just sitting there in a cave, nothing to do. They got the fire burning. It's like chuck another one of those ganja plants on the fire, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Hot box the whole room. Everybody's feeling great that night. The whole cave is fucked. Everybody's got the munchies. (laughs) You know know they said that's how they came up with that cave art in uh, South Africa, where they got the first like three D cave paintings. It's some of the most beautiful art you have ever seen in your life especially to be hundreds of thousands of years old like yeah. you look at that art and it looked like something someone did today what mm. i wondered is what the hell did you paint this with that lasted a, like i just painted mm. my studio like a year and a half ago and i need to paint it again mm. you painted this wall a hundred thousand years ago and it's still in full color and it's crazy man because that's like a hundred thousand years ago and these fuckers control better than i can so what the <laughs> fuck bro <laughs> Like, that's why we can tell what animals is on there, because that's really a giraffe. Like, you drew a giraffe. You know, so you want to see the giraffe I can draw? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you know they had to have access to these kind of things. Mm. I I think that's why they banned them, because it's like, man, if they were able to do that using this, we can't give them this no more. They won't need us. Yeah. Yeah, they won't need us. They've robbed have us, you, man. you guys ever it's... tried shrooms? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to take some shrooms now and again. I can't wait to start. I, I, I was waiting until mentally I was in the right space before I started doing those because I, for a long time I was in a bad mental space. So I'm like, right. you know what? Let me wait until I get all of that out the way and I'll start microdosing because I, I really want to try it. Well, have you not tried them before? Fear. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, but we never it's... we never get to hear the good trips. And then Fantastic Fungi came out. And mm. that that was kind of the, the eye opener for me right there was was Paul Stamets. Yeah, because, yeah. again, being a holistic healer, I also feel cheated that you guys give us all this information on herbs and you completely leave mushrooms out of the equation mm-hmm. of, of things that you can use for healing. 
And, mm-hmm. and why is that? Because it's going to take us back to this mushroom that you don't want us to have the same way it's going to take us back to this herb you don't want us to have. The only thing I'd warn you about when it comes to mushrooms is they taste fucking dreadful, bro. <laughs> I heard. I heard that's why people use like peanut butter sandwiches or something. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Okay. But man, do you- we put them on pizza. I put mine in a pot noodle. Ooh. We have these things called pot noodle here in the UK. And mm-hmm. so you just stick a bit in there and stir it up and you're good, man. But man, you just give it a shot. But don't go crazy. Don't be taking like no, fucking five grams and those. shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do the hero's journey mm. off top. But no. uh, I, I am going to. And, you know, they got the chocolate bars now. They got a bunch of mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. But I heard that those chocolate bars are way beyond what they say it is. Yeah, like, I know. So. I know. That I heard they're much stronger. And nowadays, I, I take like a gram. I'll do a gram when I feel like it. You know, I just weigh mm-hmm. out a gram and I'll, I'll eat that. And well, I'll knock it back with some water. That's that's the easiest way to do it. Because mine are ground up as well. I've got them ground up, so it's then all you, mixed that up. That taste well. of linger in your mouth for a, for a while. Yeah, you just put it in your mouth, knock it, knock it back, gone, gone. And then yep. you know, you you pretty nicely buzzed off that for a couple of hours. It's not too much. You're not tripping balls. You're not. Rolling around, you're not meeting different beings and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just a little buzzed off it, man. And that is it's nice. It's nice to do. Yeah, yeah. So that that was something I probably started thinking about like last year. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm this good of a thinker, what happens when I can open this think tank a little bit? And I also saw that picture that they had where they were like, This is your brain when it's normal. This is your this brain is your on brain drugs. Shrooms. And <laughs> when I seen when I seen it on shrooms and I seen the connectivity that it does to the brain, I mm. said, Oh no, I have to try this. This is this is next level. Well, right you have here. to, bro. You have to. Yeah, everybody yeah. has to, man. Everybody don't be scared of it. Because That's if you treat it say. with respect, needs- you'll be fine. Just respect that shit. Don't bingo. Don't be taking no five grams and thinking you're gonna be okay because it will fuck you up. You'll still be fine. It's not gonna kill you, but it, it's an intense journey you're about to take if you do five grams. Just take it Some- easy. A gram, test it. Take more next time if you like to. You know, just something Whatever's else good. i noticed is if you smoke cannabis less you start to appreciate it more mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. before if you caught me without a blunt you would assume i'm sick or something's highly wrong with me and mm-hmm. i don't care where you saw me at if i was there there was a blunt lit and i was smoking after a while i started smoking less but i started appreciating the effects more yeah yeah it's exactly the same I for can, me man mm-hmm. yeah so i don't smoke as much as everybody probably assumes like you you're oh you're a grower you're a decent sized grower at that. I know you smoke all the time. No, I'm busy most of the time and I can't afford to be too high. So mm. I, I get what I need from this medicine and then I go back when I need a little bit more medicine. Well, I used to smoke so much fucking weed. Oh, I used to smoke like a quarter a day at least, mm-hmm. you know, just smash it. Cause when you grow your own and it's already available to you like that, you know, then oh, you can just smoke as much as you like think about that. It's just like, yeah, I'll have another one. Cause I don't have to go pick it up. I don't have to pay for it. I just grab a bud, grind it up, think smoke about it. That. You, know? you know what? Because I was, I was in the industry before I began growing. Right. So I, I wish I did it backwards, learned how to grow first before I got into the mm-hmm, industry. Mm-hmm. But I was in the industry first and then found out about growing afterwards. So I, I never thought about having that unlimited smoke supply during that time. And when I was legitimately unlimited, like you can't smoke the amount of weed you grow. <laughs> you know and I mean? for some reason, I don't care what anyone says, when you grow your own, that is some of the most potent Mm-mm. shit you will ever smoke in your life. Like yeah. even when you get something that your friend grew, it, it gets you faded. But nothing like when you grow it yourself. You know why, Even when it doesn't come out right, it still sends you to the moon. It's because the dealer keeps the top buds for himself. 
right? When you grow your own, all them top buds belong to you, man. You get all the best bits of the fucking plant and the shit stuff, which the guy would usually sell to everybody else. You're making hash. That's your spare shit. You know what I mean? Okay. So you just get the good shit, man, the very best shit. And you chop it down when it's ready to be chopped down rather than it looks done. I'll chop it down. I can sell it now because I want to make money. You want the best product. So you fucking wait until that's done. It's like, yeah, now I've got my 10% ambers. I got 90% milky. This is the perfect stage for me. I'm chopping it. I'm taking my time drying it. I'm curing it properly before I fucking smoke this shit. So rather than just like I'm chopping it at six weeks instead of the 10 it needs, I'm drying Mm -hmm. it in three days rather than the fucking 14 it needs. Mm-hmm. Just it's a different level, man. It's a different level. There's more care. There's more what? love going into it. I was super guilty of this in the beginning because again, mm-hmm. I was in the industry already before I learned how to grow. Mm-hmm. So when I learned how to grow, it was that commercial stage. It was Medicropper, it was frosty, it was uh it was warehouse growers. Like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. who I watched in the beginning, the smallest grow I seen was eight lights. My first grow was a four-light room. Right. That, that I came into the game, boom, it four light room because the guys I'm watching have eight in a hundred light rooms already. This Damn. is way back then. So I didn't know how to think small. Like I've never grown in a tent. I've never even had one. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've been in rooms from the moment that I got there. Damn. So I can't, I couldn't even imagine. And I was one of those guys. I, I don't give a fuck how long this strain is supposed to take. This strain got 63 days and it's out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Then I started discovering you are cheating yourself. I discovered it with wedding mm-hmm. cake. You, you would chop wedding cake down at eight or nine weeks and the hairs would be all white and it would still be swelling. And I discovered this is more of a, like a 10, 11 week strain. Like, why mm-hmm. is everybody mm-hmm. saying this is a no wonder it's so orange every time we see it? Because it was still so full of white hairs that turned amber during drying that mm-hmm. it makes the bud look orange. But yeah. uh, actual wedding cake, if you let it go long enough, actually foxtails and calyxes beautifully but you're gonna have to run it about 10 and a half weeks mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. my ice cream cake i discovered the same thing i'm like because i asked frosty how long did you take ice cream cake he was like bro that shit don't never want to stop like i've <laughs> took it eight weeks i've took it nine weeks i've took it 10 weeks and it looks like it just never wants to stop and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna start letting these plants go until they're done mm-hmm. uh, until the, it the starts to the, die man yes you know what yes. i'm saying the hell with the 63 day shit that I, I and i'm in commercial level i guess that works but I'd rather give people the best of the best. So in mm-hmm. order to do that, I got to let these plants go as long as they need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And that's how you get. Your I think it, become, it com- becomes difficult when you're on a larger scale, because like if you've got a room full of 100 plus clones and, and you need a place for them to go two weeks from now, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? You, you've got to chop them back. It comes to the point where you've got to chop <laughs> them. To make room. No, you know what I do? I'm, man, I'm an asshole. I'll chop those plants down clone every single cut that i take off of it and introduce hundreds of people into growing yo you ain't got no closet you ain't got no closet in your house yeah yeah i got a closet yo i got an extra light here take this light take these pots take these six clones right here uh uh, call me tomorrow i'm gonna show you how to do everything and i'll just go around to as many people as i know and give those clones out so you're coming out the gate with amazing genetics no bag seeds i'm giving you the same clones that i will put in my bed you're getting nothing different and i'm giving you the light Yo, I've set up so many growers. I'm talking about I've bought their tents. I've, I've set their rooms up, given them free lights, free this goddamn plant. And in order to do that, I, somebody has to go around and do what I'm doing. Like, you you got the clones? I cut over 100 clones a week. It's nothing to go and give somebody some of these goddamn clones. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, but uh, but you sell clones too. I don't care. I'll sell clones to people who need to buy clones. For the guys who can't afford it yet, uh, give it six months. You'll be able to. 
Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, your job will be a little bit uh easier to deal with when you know you got some extra side money coming out of your closet. Yeah, man. Even if you only make a couple extra hundred dollars a week, that's perfect. Two hundred dollars a week, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. So it, my job is setting the growers up. Like I, I don't care what it takes. I want you growing. Just getting weed out there to people, man. You know, like yep. the knowledge of growing. And again, that's where the forum comes in. This is why we have a forum, man, because it is a lot simpler than people think it is, man. And you, you just need a little bit of encouragement to let people know that they can do it. You know, just you can do this shit, man. You just that's get why I give started. motivational. That's why mm-hmm. I give motivational speeches on the Beast Coast page because everybody doesn't wake up feeling that drive and passion every day. But I mm-hmm. want you to. But and, and if I could say something to you, you it, it'll almost sound like I'm talking directly to you. If I drop this video in the morning, you wake up having a bad day and then you hear what I got to say. You won't have a bad day after that. Mm-hmm. Smoke something and watch this video. I guarantee you, you want to you want to flip the Earth's core by tomorrow. <laughs> and, and that's how I want you to wake up every day. And this plant will help you do that. And it's a trick for me because right from there, all summer long, my garden videos are all vegetable gardens and fruit trees. So I'm just mm. going to usher you guys right along. So we're going to start you at this plant, but this is just the beginning. Now you should be concerned about what they're spraying on your food. Yeah, fuck you have you, sure. you have a backyard. Why dedicate it all to cannabis? You, 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 these plants are going to be massive outdoor. You're going to put them out in the spring harvest in the fall. They're going to be huge. You're going to have more than enough of that. Let's take a little bit of this space and dedicate it to some food. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's my goal too. Get people to grow their own food, as much of it as you can. And, and I'll teach you how to store it. Yeah, man. There's so much wasted garden space out there. People definitely oh, need to be growing their own, man. It drives me nuts. Every time I see it, it drives me absolutely crazy. Like, uh, most people don't know pineapples don't grow on trees. Think about how sad that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The average person does not know that pineapples do not grow on trees. It's just some crazy little stalk that grows out of the ground, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and it takes like six, seven months in order to get one. Yeah. Most people have no idea about that. They they've gone apple picking as a kid and never seen an apple tree again a day in their life. I live in an area where if you see a tree, you're happy. Wow. Then you get to my backyard and it makes its own clouds in the morning. <laughs> so wait, yeah, how did this shit happen, man? How did we just lose touch with nature so much? It's it's sad, man. It's sad. We we got scared of it. We got scared of the stuff that was out there because we didn't bother to take the information from the people who lived there for thousands of years before we mm. got there. Mm. Like we we moved them out the way, thought that our technology was going to be better than theirs. They were warning us, don't cut those forests down. Don't cut the trees down. Always replace a tree if you have to burn it down. They told us and we ignored it. We need these trees. We want to build more houses. They, Why don't you build your houses out of something else? Because trees look better. So we got complete uh, eat one mushroom that make you sick. You'll be done with all mushrooms afterwards. Because no one was around to tell you that's not one you're supposed to be eating right there. Mm-hmm. Eat, eat one berry and it make you sick because you ate it too early or something like a mulberry and you won't want that tree there anymore. But but it wasn't done yet. And no one told you that yet. So so now you think, oh, no, those berries are poisonous. Do you know how many kids grew up, had a mulberry tree in their backyard and their parents said, don't eat those berries, they're poisonous. Yeah, lots. <laughs> lots. They, they don't even know what the berry is. Then they call them negative names like evasive species. Mm. You, you, you mean it's native to the area. So it, so it roots easy and grows fine. I, I think it's supposed to be there. Yeah, man. We're just definitely losing touch with nature. Oh, yeah. 
Well, there's no nature around. If you live in a city, mm-hmm. there's no nature. Mm-hmm. There's no nature around. There's That's parts right, of New York City where there are no trees for a very long distance. Wow. You you go it's to an area. Yeah, you go to an area and if you enter and there's grass and flowers and trees and that you're way more tranquil in that area. You start mm-hmm. to get more towards the city. It just seems like there's a dark cloud over it. Bad, Com- completely out of touch with nature. And it's just so they can see down the street with their cameras. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky to. Uh, I mean, I live on the outskirts of a city, so it's not like I'm Me surrounded too. by shit. But I would like to be in nature more. Way more. Yeah. But but they're putting more nature back, so I can't make it all complaints because they're working really hard on on blending communities with nature again. Mm. So I, it's a huge push for it all over the world, and it, it's coming to a, a city near you. Yeah, I, I noticed at least 80 new trees planted already here, and, and, cool. and sometimes I do it. So I'll take cuttings, and if I see a place, I'm just going to plant a tree there. What's the worst they're going to do? Cut it down? I'll plant another one. Yeah. You'll get tired of me after a while, and you'll let that pear tree grow. I would love to grow more trees. I don't have space for it, but it would be nice to grow more trees. They just take so long, man. <laughs> you know, well, think the, a 60-week flowering period is a fucking bad thing about growing a tree. God damn. It, it depends on what age you get the tree. Mm-hmm. So you, you can buy a four-year-old tree. That'll start bearing this year. You don't want the crop from this year if that's the first year it's gone in the ground because it's going to be like a bumper crop. But the very next year, they'll dump fruit. Mm. I'm in year probably three or four in my food forest we had hundreds and hundreds of pears hundreds of apples more blackberries than you know what to do with more raspberries strawberries blueberries and and this is on year three they're just loaded there's you have to find something to do with it you start making jellies and juices and and because it's so much you got to do something with it like a plum tree will give you thousands of plums Mm -hmm. and they grow about five or six feet per year yeah, they say it's too, too much for one person, isn't it? Imagine if yeah, everybody had their much. own fucking fruit trees and shit, and you could just share fruit around with people. And it's a good business to be in. You got uh my my peach tree was one hundred and thirty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So th- there's also good money in it if you can learn how to be a nursery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all around, this it's a helper to learn how to grow trees and to have them. Yeah. And and most of them fruit right in pots. You don't even have to put them in the ground if you don't want to. Get a decent-sized pot, and they'll be fine. This is what I think about the whole worm thing as well. It'd be a good business to start off and get I was going to tell you that earlier. Mm. I was going to wait till we was off this, and I was going to be like, hey, if you got that many worm castings, you have no idea how much I pay to get worm castings that I don't make myself. Uh, think mm-hmm. about all the other people who don't want to take the time to have a worm farm. Why would I do that when you have them and you can sell them to me, and I'm willing mm-hmm. to pay you? I'm not selling my, my black gold. That's crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, start making trades. Like if you're going to mm. sell it, then you're going to need more material coming in. How do you get more material coming in? Uh, bribe the people in your neighborhood to start saving the scraps and you'll come and collect them at every three saying. days or whatever. You can even and- charge them, bro. You know, you say you find one of these smoothie shops that they, they make smoothies every day. They need to get rid of their fruit waste and things like that. You'd be like, Definitely. I'll come and collect that off you and you pay me 50 pound. You know, and I collect all that fruit and then you can just use it to feed your fucking worms, man. Definite, because sometimes they have to pay to get rid of these things in, in mm-hmm. different ways. Like they they have to some of them are biohazards, like some that it's different places that like in the cannabis industry, 
your leaves, your stalks, your everything have to be like destroyed and mixed with soil. And then you got to cage it off. And then a certain truck has to come through and pick it up to go mm -hmm. recycle it. Like it, imagine if you can skip all that because somebody coming to pick that shit up to feed it to the worms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it could be a beautiful thing. You'll be saving them a lot more than what they're paying you. Yeah, for sure. And the worms will be happy, which is the important thing. Which makes you happy because it's yeah. more castings. That's that's a better life. No. Everything yeah. revolving around this plant is helpful to people. Mm -hmm. so what kind of what kind of work do you do? I sell shit to people. Yeah, that <laughs> 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 yeah, that that'll be a hell of a title. You know what I mean? So anyway, we've fucking been here like a long time now. And it's nearly midnight here in the UK. Oh, so. we gotta end this. Yeah, it's nearly nearly sleep time. I say sleep time. I probably fucking won't sleep for hours yet. Oh, but yeah. I need to try. I've set an alarm on my phone that goes off at midnight. Like, yo, you want to start getting ready for bed now? <laughs> <laughs> and the wife was laughing at me the other day. Like, what's this alarm set for midnight? I'm like, that's to remind me to go to bed. She's like, are you fucking serious, man? <laughs> she laughing at you because you know it ain't going to work. Like, she's yeah, just going to have to hear mean, that alarm You're still going to be up until <laughs> four. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Yo, this, growers are vampires, man. I'm up I'm till four in mm -hmm. the morning every day watching YouTube, learning mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, it's like I've got this one at twelve. That's like you know, start getting ready for bed. Now should be asleep by one, and then I've got one at nine o'clock in the morning that wakes me up at nine. Like it's time to get up, motherfucker. And it, it, it nine o'clock comes, the alarm goes off, and just like stop. Yep, <laughs> straight back yep. to sleep, man. It's like fucking hell. Come on, oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but, man, thank you for having me on. Oh no, this man! Was, Thanks for coming to fucking join super us. Super dope. Uh, I get to be <laughs> on the channel that I interviewed some of the legends that we got out here. Super, <laughs> super honored to be on here. Man, you should join us again. Maybe join us on the live show sometime. We do it on the Sunday before your show, like I said. Maybe you can Let's jump on the it. panel sometime, man. That'd be cool. We just cover a piece of news and speak about cannabis in, in the grow guides and shit. It takes a couple of hours, but it's it's good fun. It's a good show. Let's do it. So, yeah, man. It'd be great to get you on. I'll, I'll get your email address or something from Savans and we can sort it out and get you on. I, I just have, I just have his uh, Instagram uh, contact. The, the, not the, my email is in our chat. We, we can sort oh, it through. Okay. Uh, we can sort it through Instagram as well. Doesn't matter. Whichever one is best. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's all good. Okay. Man. But yeah, it's been a massive pleasure, Beast. Where Just so everybody knows, where can they go and find your channel? What's the URLs and shit like that? Where can people find the content? On YouTube and Instagram, Beast Coast Grower 420, or you can find me on the Green Table Podcast on YouTube and Instagram every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Nice. That's after our show, everybody. So watch our show and then go catch the Green Table. And then go catch the Green Table. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have, have a whole schedule lined up for everybody pretty soon. Pretty we'll soon. your whole Sunday up. No. <laughs> nice. nice. Well, it's been a pleasure there, Beast, man. Mr. Beast. Yes. Th <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for having me on, man. Shout out to the shout out to everybody. Make sure that you like, subscribe and comment to this channel. Don't yes. be on here ninja watching. Don't be on here not being active. Those thumbs matter with getting this channel into the algorithm. So make sure that you stop what you're doing. Get over there. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe and hit the notification bell so you could be notified whenever he dropping new material. It's you know what saying? three clicks. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right man all right, nice one beast i'll speak to you soon man we'll get you on the on the main show on for, on the panel that'd be cool all right i'm down nice sweet bro hey thanks 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 for hanging with us beast. it was it was cool afternoon yeah no problem yeah man and thanks to, to the vans for sorting it out too nice one bro yeah all right cool. see you later beast bye, -bye. Peace. take care
Take care, everybody. There we go, everybody. That was Beast Coast Grower from The Green Table. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. It would be cool if you go and check him out. His show on Sundays comes directly after our show on Sundays. So you can watch our show, our live show on YouTube at youtube.com slash homegrown, and then go visit his show as well. Just search for The Green Table, um, Beast Coast Grower, and you'll be able to find it. But massive pleasure speaking to him. I hope we can get him on the show again sometime soon, especially for the live show. That would be very cool if we could get him on the panel. But anyway, hope you enjoyed this interview. If you can, please leave a review, leave a like, follow us on social networks, subscribe to us on YouTube, whatever you can do to interact with the podcast is always massively appreciated, especially downloading and listening to the show. So thank you for downloading and listening to the show. And I hope you have a good Christmas because now we're on the Christmas break. So we have the Grow Guides on Friday and then that's it. We're having a week off. So enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you on Friday. And if we don't catch you on Friday, have a good Christmas. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.